Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only Internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out GolfMix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle. Four! Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. That's when McCaddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But it went straight down the middle, like they say. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. Then it started to slice just a smidge off line. It headed for two, but it bounced off nine. My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay. Back on straight down the middle again. It is Thursday, January 10th, 2013. 9 o'clock in the morning in Phoenix, 8 o'clock on the West Coast, and high noon on the East Coast, I do believe. Maybe it's 11. Maybe it's 11 on the East Coast. I think it's two hours from here. At any, at any rate, uh, we're back again. The likely suspects, Don Pete Peters, John Bloom, Kirk Getzinger, and uh so we're going to talk a little golf this morning, and uh, welcome uh, welcome back, guys. Glad you could both make it in today. Glad to be here, Pete, and uh, it sounds like you're battling a little bit of the uh, seasonal uh, allergies right now, or, or uh, cold. It's the freaking croup. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just hideous. I was, I was mentioning to, to <clears throat> Kirk earlier that, I had occasion to take my mother to her ear, nose, throat specialist yesterday, and I asked him to squirt something up my nose, and he said, go get some mucinex. Uh, so, I mean, that was, that, that, that didn't go anywhere. Uh, well, Pete, good, good, good morning to you. It's been going around in our household as well, and I'm, I'm doing my best to uh, keep keep it at bay, but the uh, the 50-degree temperatures that we're, that we're on tap for this weekend may may catch us all. So, uh Hope it, uh, hope it gets out of your system quick. Well, wait, 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 Kirk, why would you need to worry about 50-degree temperatures when we got the NFL playoffs going on? I mean, you're not going to be going anywhere. You're going to be sitting on your couch. <laughs> that, might, that, might, that might be the problem right there. I might, uh, you know, I'm uh, waiting just uh, sitting there with all the all the excitement of that, and then if the games are as, as one-sided as some of the last weeks were, I'll be running outside at halftime, you know. So, uh <laughs> Well, I tell you what we should do. Let's just uh, all decide where we're uh, all of us together decide on where we're going to go watch, and all of us get out of the house. Maybe go up to Wolfley's or something like that and watch uh, watch some sports and drink some beer all day, and then they can cart us out of there. That sounds Pleasant. fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to I want to do our usual thing with regard to uh, golf mix updates. We always do the golf mix update, and I know. Uh, there are some things that are, are, I think, going on by what I've been uh, led to believe. So, which of you would like to 
uh, indicate what uh, what's happening, if there's anything new to add to your golf mix? Well, well Pete, I know John was out at the uh, the TPC Scottsdale yesterday for the, uh, the Waste Management Opium Media Day, and uh, John, you probably got some, some good stories and some info about what's going on out there that you saw out there. Yeah, no. Hello. Sorry, I got you, Chris. I'm uh, I'm back. You guys hear me? Yeah, I, yep. I got you now. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was out there yesterday. Uh, it was a a great day. You know, really uh, always enjoy the opportunity to go out there. You know, before the tournament starts because uh, the the way the course plays at this time is a little bit different than. Uh, than other times of year, as Kirk can attest to as well, being a veteran over there at TPC Scottsdale. Uh, I will say, though, having done this now seven, six, seven years in a row uh, with the media uh, from around Phoenix and some other too, uh, this was the best shape I think I remember seeing the course. I mean, there were a couple greens that were you know, par threes that maybe had a few extra ball marks on them, but I, I think that's more because a lot of golfers don't remember or don't know how to properly fix them. Uh, and I put that on the golf course itself. I was impressed, uh, and, you know, the stands are already up. It's such a neat experience. I'm very spoiled to get to do this. Pete, I know you've played in some pro-ams and, and had opportunities like this, too, as a, as a golf writer, and, and Kirk has uh, certainly been around it. But, uh, you know, for people out there, just to, to get a chance to go play a golf course that's tournament ready, uh, you may understand going in that there's going to be a difference, but I don't think you really understand it until after you've experienced it. Uh, the feeling of walking through the tunnel on 16 never gets old, uh, even when nobody's in the stands. In fact, there are a couple guys in the stands with hammers pounding away, getting them ready, and they don't have to, they don't care if you're in your backswing. They're just going to go ahead and keep doing their job, and that's fine. I, you can't be mad at that, but that's something you, you should also expect when you're playing a golf course with construction of the uh, massive grandstands that TPC Scottsdale has. So uh, that, that's always an exciting thing. And I'll pass along a neat story. Uh, we, we started on 17 yesterday. My foursome included a, one of the Thunderbirds named Kevin Kopp, was a great guy, played football at Kansas in college, and uh, it was hilarious because at one point I think we were maybe six, seven holes in, and he, he turned to us and he was talking about playing football. We said, oh, yeah, what position? He said, believe it or not, I was a 290-pound defensive lineman. And we're looking at this guy, and he's probably 6'4", 6'5", but there's no way he weighs more than 230. I mean, he's a in-shape, you know, tall guy. And he was talking about weighing almost 300 pounds. So uh, definitely a di different body type uh, a decade or two later. Uh, but uh, we had a great time. And Brett Curlin, who's a partner of ours on Golf Mix, had never played TPC Scottsdale. Got to go out there, play with us, actually strike one on the very first hole. And he's the guy who claims to be – you know, the one that brings our average down from a golf standpoint. He, he he talks about how much he doesn't play golf and is not very good. Uh, uh, but he had a lot of good shots yesterday, and the best one came on our last hole. Because we started on 17, we finished on 16. And uh, he teed off first. I happened to have the video going and uh, got him hitting one right at the flag, and it landed at about uh, 12, 15 feet short and to the right. And, uh, and because he was getting a stroke, if he makes the putt, it's a hole-in-one, right? Uh, so I videoed that, too, and unfortunately just missed. Uh, that would have been unbelievable. His first time playing at, at TPC Scottsdale, the birdie 16 would have been great. But he was he was very satisfied with the par uh, and having the video to prove that he hit a great shot on that hole uh, with the stands up and everything. It was, it was all enclosed already, you know, and here we are 20 days from the tournament. But, uh, you know, they're already that uh, – that set up, as, as, again, Kirk can attest to, they've been busy for a couple of months already over there. 
yeah, you know, John, when you're being there like you were yesterday, and it kind of sets up for our day out there on the on the 23rd. I mean, that that feeling of being there on 16 in that totally surrounded uh, setting, it, it, it's really unlike any other. It's not, it, there's nowhere else I can think of in golf where either a natural setting or a man-made setting, you you get that feel on on a short par three like that. Uh, what was kind of what was your your and the group's thought yesterday as you guys were finishing up there? Yeah, I think uh, the, the not only did we have the feeling of being there in that enclosement, but I made it uh, really authentic by booing the uh, two of us, and I say us, that missed the green. I was one of them. I bid myself uh, because I flew it uh, deep on on that. Uh, you know, it was only playing about 122 yards for us on the on the 16th hole, and that's what's amazing about that hole. You know, the, those guys will play it, you know, maybe 130, right, 135 sometimes. Not much more than that, and uh, and yet, you know, that hole is so famous. And and uh, we talked about the caddy races, and you know, they uh, during media day they have a four caddy go out with you. See, so all the stories about how, you know, they wish that they could do caddy races, but they don't allow them to do it. It's just the guys who are carrying the pros bags. Uh, and uh, you know, talking about other features of this golf course, it, it really is a neat experience. And, and you're right, Kirk. Uh, it made me more excited for what we're doing on the 23rd. I mean, here we are two weeks away, uh, you know, and and, uh, and people still have an opportunity to sign up for this uh, day to play golf. And, in fact, uh, Pete, we do have news as far as that event is concerned. TBT Scottsdale is, is really giving us a great deal, uh, basically taking $100 off the rate for that day. So dropping it from 299 to 199 uh, Anybody can play. You can play the single, a double, a triple, or a foursome. Uh, and... Uh, I just turned it into uh, baseball uh, scores, by the way. And that would be a threesome or a twosome uh, and a single and a foursome. Uh, any any combination is good. And, and you can get out there and just play and have a great day. Obviously, you're going to see all the stands as you get around the front nine into the back nine. You make that legendary stretch starting at 15 on those final four holes that have been called the best closing holes in Arizona. Uh, and some think one of the best closing stretches on the PGA Tour. So you get an opportunity to do that. And we'll just happen to be there on 16, uh, waiting for you with Aaron Overholzer. Uh, unfortunately, we did get some news with Aaron that, that uh, he's uh, he's going to have to potentially have another uh, surgery on his hand. And, and uh, if that happens, he may not get back in action. But he's not going to have the surgery until after the event. So he's going to be out there hitting shots. Maybe you'll have a leg up to try to get it closer to him and win uh, some tailor-made balls, and we'll have some new equipment from tailor-made on hand, and we're really excited about the event. And, and again, Kirk can, can also comment about, you know, the people who can't come out and join us on the 23rd, how, how you can participate as well. Yeah, you know, John, this is really something something unique where you get a chance to win this, the same grand prize that we're offering out there that day on the 16th, the person that hits the closest to the flag is going to win a set of new tailor-made rocket blades irons. If you want to get a chance at the same thing, all you have to do is go to golfmix.com between now and then, write a review about your favorite golf course, and everybody that writes one is going to be entered in a drawing to win one of those uh, sets of rocket blades irons. The, the cool twist that we're putting on it is, is the closest everybody will be assigned a a ball number based on the shots that Aaron hits that day, and whoever has the the closest one is going to be the winner. So, you know, for the taking the time to write a write an enjoyable review about uh, maybe the latest the last golf course you played, and you're entered in the drawing for for a new set of sticks for uh, for this year. 
pretty good pretty good deal for everyone, that's for sure. It well, is. Guys, go ahead, Pete. No, go ahead, John. I was just going to say it's it's a, it's an exciting deal. We want to make it exciting and interactive too that day. So we're going to be having a lot of fun while we're out there. We're going to be doing some broadcasting. We're going to be doing uh, you know promotion on Facebook and Twitter to keep everybody up to speed, so that if you do get one of Aaron's shots, uh, you're going to be able to monitor it, see how far away he hits it, and whether or not you're in the running for prizes. It won't just be the full set of irons. We'll also have prizes from TPC Scottsdale and from the Phoenix Open. We'll be giving away tickets uh, to a lot of the people who are participating. So uh, we're really fired up about it. we got two weeks left, so hopefully you take some time in the next uh, day or two. Get your review done. You'll be uh, entered in. And uh, you can write more than one as well. Uh, if you've played a few times uh, around the Valley, we, we welcome your input. I mean, that's what Golf Mix is all about, again, is, is getting that information so that people can make more informed decisions on where they're going to play. And, and one last story uh, before we can get on to, to the next topic. I just, you know, kind of reinforced what we're doing here is I got a, an email last night from a, a friend of a friend uh, who's in California and he's scheduling a bachelor party out here in Scottsdale uh, during spring training and they want to play a couple rounds of golf and and uh, he emailed me and said that, that he had heard about golf mix and that uh, you know he, he took some time to take a look at all the courses and what people are saying and, and what a great tool it was for them to figure out you know what they're going to do on their uh, trip out here besides you know the, the baseball and, and maybe the nightlife that they'll hit as well. So I, I think that now you know people are catching on, they're understanding it because they're so used to using this stuff uh, you know for other things like travel, finding your hotels or your flights or whatever else you use. So uh, why not have it for golf, and, and that's what makes us uh, so excited that, that we're bringing this to, to golfers all over. Well, let's uh, let me ask you, uh, how are the uh, uh, the reviews coming in? Are, uh, have you seen an, appreci- an appreciable increase in the number of reviews since uh, since you've gotten yourselves a little bit better known and you've been out there? I know you're working your your can off, you guys, uh, to make yourselves available to everybody, and uh, I would imagine that your review count is going up. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's no question that we're uh, we're we're steadily growing. I mean, we'd like to grow faster, as I'm sure every startup and, and small business would. Uh, but uh, you know, we know what what it's going to take for us to grow faster. One of the things we're really we're really excited about too is is the fact that now the golf courses that are partnering up with us are also getting the word out about you know their golfers going and writing reviews, and and that's certainly going to help. When when you finish a round and it's right there in your face, and somebody either an outside service or or you see it on the card that there's a card that says we hope you enjoyed your round, and we look forward to seeing what you have to say about your experience on GolfMix.com. Uh, well, we feel that that's, that's going to really help, uh, you know, grow our review base. And then as far as, you know, getting uh, more growth for us and, and building our database as a whole, uh, the Phoenix Open coming up is a big place for us to, to capitalize on that. And the fact that we're going to have, you know, half a million people walking by us in our booth uh, is is always a chance for us to get in front of more folks and tell them what Golf Mix is all about and how it can help them. So, uh, I think that those are those are the big ways that that we're growing, and then uh, you know, in our search for uh, for growth, also includes you know uh, a standard tradition for many startups across this country, which is fundraising so that you can spend money and have a budget to advertise and bring in even more people to your product, and and that's uh, hopefully right around the corner for us too, right, Kirk? 
Yeah, it, it absolutely is, John. And just to follow up on one point about the reviews, it's not only the quantity of the reviews that we see coming in, but it's the quality of them. Uh, you know, we do two things in the review process. We ask people to rate the course on a one- to five-star basis, and that's pretty easy to do. But as time has gone on, we see people really get in, and they really start to get in-depth and talk about the specific features of the course, a particular hole, the layout, the way it was maintained, the conditions. And so not only are they giving you a, a, a quantitative sense of how they did, but they're really giving you a feel for what they saw and experienced there. And that's one of the parts of it that I really like to see as we see those reviews come in where the people talk about the uh, talk about the specifics of the course uh, to get uh, get more information out there about it. But John, you're you're absolutely right. We're going down that that trail now of. Uh, getting additional financial resources so we can really go out and get the message out to golfers through through additional marketing avenues, through more involvement with the courses around Phoenix, and then ultimately expanding to other regions in the country, um, and, and then having courses use it as a way to have the 30 or 40,000 people that come through there every week be the be the promoters, if you will. Be the be the testimonials for that course. What better source of information is there for you as a golf course owner or operator than the great experiences that your people had and have a forum where those people can lay it out for the world to see? And so we're going down that path now of doing all the things that it takes to uh, financially and operationally to make that happen. Uh, what are you fellows? Uh if you have any plans at all for uh, helping these uh, small tournament operators, the, the Kiwanians, the Rotarians, and so on and so forth, all the all the fundraisers that there are around the valley and uh, all throughout the state, uh, is there any is there any area for them on golf mix that they can give the information about their tournament? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead, Kirk. Uh, yeah, there certainly is. Uh, and we have a we have a calendar of events on golf mix that we would like everybody who is planning some type of a special event, whether it's a charity fundraiser, um, whatever whatever your cause is, let us know about it. We have a we not only have a detailed calendar within the site, but right on the homepage we have a listing of current events. So when somebody turns on the site and they'll see it right there in front of them as they're uh, as they're first getting acquainted to to golf mix. So it's a great way for to give people and golfers who are in the in the look for maybe a tournament that they'd like to go play in a, a place to find out about it. Well, yeah, I, I would say uh, to jump on board that just uh, if anybody listening does have an event that they're uh, you know playing a role with or uh, know about, then uh, just send us an email at at info at golfmix dot com. Just info at golfmix dot com. We'll get it up there. We'll put all the details on our calendar and, and we'll link it with a link directly to where you can sign up. Uh, we've also talked about helping events uh, do an online sign-up if they don't have that ability because it is hard to get people to, to have to come and sign up uh, in person or, or have to mail things in or, or call somebody and, and sign up. So there's a lot of easy ways to, to get that going online, and, and we can certainly help with that. I mean, part of what we want to do is, is really build the, the community and, and, and kind of shrink the community in, in a certain sense. Uh, and, and that's what a, an online community can do. Uh, when you do get more people to your site, you get more people coming there to check not only about information about golf courses, but what's going on in the community uh, golf-wise. That's that's something that we definitely want to be a part of at Golf Mix. 
Well, uh, back in the day, here we go back in the day again, because I'm, I'm of course older than dirt. Uh, but when I had when I had my golf my golf publication, my golf newspaper, uh, I tried to become a clearinghouse for uh, golf tournaments. You know, small tournaments, just like you guys. Uh, and what I was having problems with is two things. First of all, I had to have this large Oh shoot! This this large chart that I had to publish, you know, by date, by club, by you know everything, by sponsoring organization, by charity, uh, or recipient, whoever. And by the time I got that all done, and I got it into the next month's paper, they were already over, and uh, there there was there's no there was no sense of uh, uh, being able to have it be accurate because. Of the pu- the schedule for publishing and, and getting it out on on hard copy, but now with the uh, advent of the internet and everything that everybody's doing on the internet, that makes that task um, almost automatic, and it, it goes up, it comes down, it goes up, it comes down, and it can you know, and it, and you can publish whatever it is you're going to be doing on a relatively short notice, and then when it's when it's passed, take it down. Uh, which is a dis- distinct advantage right now uh, to anybody that's doing this kind of this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and in addition to that, Pete, one of the couple of things we we do at Golf Mix are for the courses that that we're working with, uh, we'll send out newsletters, <laughs> we'll send out information through through Facebook and Twitter about tournaments and events that uh, the golf courses are are having that are they're working with us to to help market their course, and so not only is it the like you say, the instantaneous uh, delivery of that information, but all the other vehicles that we can use to remind people of it between the day the tournament's announced and the day of the tournament to keep that pipeline of information going. So it's not just a one-time ad in a newspaper or a spot on the radio or whatever. It's a constant feed of information that, of course, can take advantage of. Absolutely, and and cost-effectively, too, I might add. Exactly. So, I, I pretty much, I mean, it's always going to be here, I think. But for in many instances, uh, gone are the days of printing up an eight and a half by eleven flyer and going around and putting them on car windows uh, out out in the parking lot of the golf course. And hey, you'd be surprised. We've we've done a little bit of that too. Because, oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think there's still there's still that element of it because you're actually you know seeing some making sure somebody gets it in their hand and has an opportunity to read it. Uh, you know, there's still and especially with golf, I think you know you're, you're always going to have. Uh, I think the human element in golf, maybe even more so than a lot of other industries, uh, with regards to, to marketing and getting the word out about certain things. I mean, how how often will we see something, whether it's in paper or, or online, uh, that is really going to uh, motivate us or inspire us to to take part in, in something with regards to golfing? More often than not, it's still somebody you know, telling you something or a story that you hear or something that's close to you that, that's going to make you get involved with a tournament or, or an outing or, or something to, of that nature. So uh, I think we could do a lot online, and, and certainly a golf mix we're trying to do a lot that, that isn't done a lot of other places. Uh, and, and I think it'll get more and more popular. I, I just get concerned sometimes that we just forget that element of, of the hand-to-hand or the grassroots and getting in front of people uh, face-to-face. And I'm not just saying us at Golf Mix. I'm saying in, in general, if you want to get deep for a second here on a, a Thursday morning, I would say that it's, uh, you know, 
as much as we're getting more and more connected online, I think we're losing connection with with humans. And uh, and I, I hate to see that happen, especially with a couple little girls that that I hope learn to to be able to communicate in person as well as uh, you know on their on their mobile devices. Well, I I second that. Uh, I've got a couple of granddaughters that. Or, uh, I think a little bit younger than your girls, but uh, but nonetheless, it's just, it's the same way. I mean, it, it's it amazes me on one hand that the three year old is is playing games on her on her mom's iPad uh, or uh, iPhone rather. But it also uh, I start thinking, you know, uh, I'm glad also that she goes out in the backyard and runs around and gets dirty and falls down uh, because because uh, uh, that's important. That's that's, yep. that's very important, and and what we do, what 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 we do here at uh, Boomer the Babe Inc., which of course produces this uh, this show, uh, we also do some marketing things, and we have what we call old school, new school marketing, and uh, you're you're right when you say that you have to have that personal touch, and part of that personal touch might be that eight and a half by eleven flyer, because uh, there's still a place for that. Uh, there's still a place for door hangings. There's still a place for a lot of that kind of stuff uh, that people will not get the message possibly any other way. So uh, you can combine the old school and the new school and anything that you're doing, and I and I I think you're probably doing that with golf mix as well. Yeah, you know, Pete. I mean, there's needless to say, over the last 20 years and the explosion in technology that we've seen, and it's a wonderful tool, and it gives people opportunities for information and ideas that we didn't have 20 or 30 years ago. But by the same token, there's still that human element to the world that's so critical. And the person-to-person communication is a skill that, like we're saying here, that I, I hope that never becomes lost because we, you just can't get all your information about everything in this world through a, a touchpad on, on your screen or some other uh, some other technological device. Well, speaking about technolo- uh, technological advancements and so on, uh, there is, uh, there's always been said that golf in and of itself, the game of golf, uh, mirrors mirrors life. And, uh, it, and it does with the technology side, too, because look at what technology has done to develop new golf balls, new golf clubs, new golf club designs, uh, various things that, that go on as far as... Uh, as far as spring effects off golf clubs and, and things like that, but it still takes the human element to put it in their hands and swing it. Uh, so I mean, technology is involved in everything, and it's involved in golf. Technology has to be involved uh, a great deal, I believe, in design of golf courses as well. And uh, it's it's amazing that uh, golf, when you stop and think of it, does mirror mirror life and uh, and, and uh, daily activities. And uh, it, you don't have to look very hard to find it, do you? You don't, you don't, and, and uh, even into apparel, you know, I'm thinking about uh, the uh, the shirt that I just got that I'm wearing right now, the kind of, you know, material that it's made of, if I had seen this 15 years ago, I would have been like, what the heck is that, you know, but now we're just so used to these dry fit, you know, uh, all the technology that's come to, to clothing, uh, that's another great point where you, you can't really sell that in a picture, you know, even if it's augmented reality, if you will, uh, which is getting so popular now, uh, that I, I don't think that's going to help sell clothes because you got to touch it. you got to put it on. you got to see how it fits. you got to see how it feels. Uh, and even though it might be the greatest technology ever, I think until somebody actually has it in their hands and, and can feel it out, then uh, that's when 
that's when we get excited about it, and that's when a sale happens. Uh, so uh, I love technology. Obviously, I'm, I'm swimming around in it with golf mix uh, and, and trying to be on the cutting edge of it in some in some fashion. But uh, I also like to be old school, and so I guess in some cases I'm kind of I'm kind of that breaking point where I, I have a lot of the old school things in me because of the way I was raised and where I grew up and, and how old I am now. Uh, but uh, I also am trying to embrace. The, uh, the advancements that, that are in front of us and the opportunities that are there. Uh, so I think, and, and it's interesting to think about it this way because from a golf mix standpoint, I, that's why, and I think Kirk, you're on board with this, that's why we find it so important to actually uh, make this a community and, and make it a community that not only interacts online but also uh, in person with their golf courses, uh, with their fellow golfers, uh, with the equipment manufacturers eventually, with the pros and the instructors. And that's why I think shrinking the, the community, shrinking the golf world is really a good way to look at it because, uh, you know, it can get pretty spread out uh, if you let it, if you insulate yourself. But when you're looking for that contact and you're looking for that personal touch, I think it's available to you. And hopefully we find a way to really capitalize on that. Yeah, there's no question, John. I mean, it's so important to get people talking to each other about their experiences, and even even so much so in, in golf. Uh, it's such a game of, of the individual experience and what you saw and felt that day and the people you were playing with. And then, like you say, getting on to talk about the equipment you were using. Uh, it's it's just one of those activities and things we do in life that, that lends itself to that. You're with a group of you're with three of your friends or three of your business partners for four hours on the course and maybe an hour or two uh before and after it's not just about what you shot that day it's about the ex- the experience the fun that you had what you learned about each other what you what you talked about while you were on the course and and having uh, a life uh, an experience that you can take with you and use in whatever you're doing and that's and that's what we're doing at golf mix is trying to get people involved in talking about what's going on in, in their world of golf and sharing it with their friends. And I, I think that uh, the more that we can get people doing that, it's just it'll just have a snowballing effect in terms of how people uh, look at the game. Well, not only look at the game, uh, guys, but I, I also think that it, it was brought home to me many, many years ago by my dad that if you spend four, four and a half hours with somebody on the golf course, uh, you, you get a pretty good idea of who you're dealing with. Uh, did, when they yeah. had se- when they had seven, did they did they record seven? Uh, you know that, those types of things. And uh, you, it's it is uh, decisions are made on the golf course. Business decisions are made on the golf course, and that's I think why it has become such uh, a, a, an integral part of doing business. And also now doing business, and also being social uh, with regard to dating, uh, anything else you could possibly imagine. Golf, in many cases, is there in some aspect and involved because of the fact that you're 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 a, you're a, you're captured. <laughs> you're captured by the golf course, and uh, unless you just make a complete jerk of yourself and you drive off after three holes. Uh, you're going to finish. You're going to finish that round, and uh, uh, then you'll have a better idea of, of of the people you're thinking of dating, marrying, <laughs> uh, doing business with, whatever the case might be. It's it's amazing how golf brings all that out. 
It is. I'm really glad that my wife didn't play golf with me back in, uh, in college. I think that I would have never. She would have never married me if she saw the kind of hothead I was back then. Uh, no, I, I I think it's a it's a great example to think about this sport, uh, which is obviously a sport for many of us, and in some cases it's a social gathering, and in some cases it's a walk in the park. You know, it's it's. It's got so many different elements to it, so uh, you know it's it's exciting that that uh, you know you're able to to use it for different reasons, whether it be for business or getting to find out more about somebody. But you're absolutely on the on the money there, Pete. Uh, if you go play golf, you go play 18 holes with someone, and you don't know what kind of a person they are at the end of the round, then you're probably just not paying attention. Yeah, that's very very true. Boy, it sure is. I mean, hit hit one shot down. Watch someone hit one shot down the middle. See their reaction. Watch them hit one sideways out into the desert. Watch them make a five footer versus miss a five footer, and you will learn so much about that person over the course of four hours. It's amazing. I mean, the stories that come to mind, both for better and for worse, that I've I, you know that I've I've seen it people through a round of golf are, are incredible. It's a great it's a great prism to put people through. And uh, it brings out so much of, of who they are. Well, uh, John, I can relate to uh, what you were saying. I, I had uh, occasion to have a very dear friend uh, over the other day. He and his wife, we were sitting around uh, just kind of chewing the fat and relaxing. And, and John and I have played golf for a long time, many years. We played softball together. Uh, our our kids are the same age. They're almost 40 now. Uh and John and I would, when I lived in Southern California, John would come out there, I would come back here. We would always play golf. We would always play golf. And uh, I was somewhat of a hothead myself, I must imagine. And I, and we joke about the time we were playing a, a golf course in Southern California, and I don't even remember the name of it. But I do remember that I had determined that I was going to hit a wedge. And I was going to hit a wedge on that hole no matter what happened. I was going to learn to hit this wedge on this particular hole. So I hit it and I shanked it. I hit it and I shanked it. I hit it and I shanked it. And I hit it and I shanked it. And and the ball went in the water and the wedge followed. Uh, (laughs) It was out there in the middle of that pond. And John said the other day, he just reiterated the story. He says, and boy, that thing went further than the ball. (laughs) 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 So... Uh, believe me, uh, I, I know what you mean when you say it's a good thing you didn't meet your wife on the golf course because she wouldn't be your wife. Because I know when I go out with Deborah from time from time to time, she'll say, "Now remember, this is bonus golf. This isn't your serious golf. This is your bonus golf. Just remember, this is hit and giggle time." <laughs> so uh, I have to remember hit and giggle, and I have to remember hit and giggle a little more frequently than just when I'm out with her too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do too, and, and I think that's that's pretty much become my my game anyway, is the hit and giggle game. Uh, so I'll I'll just be comfortable in that pocket for a while, and then uh, at some point I was thinking about this yesterday. At some point I will go practice golf again, and, and I and I feel confident I'll be able to find uh, my game again at some point in life. But for now, I, there are things that are that are more pressing. Uh, there are. There are things that take time and and that are important in life and and golf's important to me, no question. I'm passionate about it, but but I also know that at some point later in life I'll, I'll have a lot more time to play. Well, I'm going to let you guys get on with your day. I know that you have some more pressing things to do today, and I appreciate you taking the time to to talk golf with me today. Uh, I always enjoy our visits, and uh, we'll probably do it again next week. Uh, Next week is, uh, let's see, this is the 10th, right? So it's the 17th, and then the week after that is the the week of the 23rd. On the Wednesday, when we'll do our uh, 
We'll do our straight down the middle show from the TPC Scottsdale uh, on the 16th hole, and we'll be uh, an extended broadcast from there on that day. And we're setting up uh, that information now to to start getting out to people. So, uh, but you can look forward to that as well. Pete, so definitely great. excited about it. Yep, look forward to being with you next week. Get yourself better. All right, sounds great, everybody. Take care. Have a good day. Uh, uh, get. Get those pressing things taken care of so you can play more golf. Absolutely. Thanks, Pete. Have a great week. You do the same. Take care now. And that was John Blue, man, Kirk Kixinger, and they are people that are – John is one of the founders of GolfMix.com, and Kirk's was a right-hand guy, and uh, we're getting it from the – I guess we're getting it from the horse's mouth with everything that uh, Golf Mix has got going and some of the things and plans for the future. And we just enjoy talking about golf with those gentlemen as well. So with that, we're going to say goodbye for today. Uh, We'll be back again with Straight Down the Middle next Thursday. Uh, Enjoy your day, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to Straight Down the Middle on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.